Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. Yes, it's the first one of the season. I can't wait. I'm actually really chomping at the bit for this season. It's going to be good. I'm not predicting anything. Not yet, anyway. Um, You've obviously had our season preview earlier in the week on Tuesday, where we've all given our predictions for what's going to happen. There's been loads of predictions coming out on Twitter some of the big accounts, like not the top 20 podcast, the D3D4 podcast, they've all got the cobblers to win the league. Uh, Gab Sutton, bless his heart, doesn't like us, does he? Uh, got us at eighth, which, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go with that and we'll try and punch above our weight, uh, or at least in what Gab thinks that we'll do. I'm sure we'll get Gab on the pod at some point in the future. But today is all about the first game of the season, 3pm, six fields, and it's against Colchester United. And with me to preview this, I'm delighted to say I've got a Colchester fan. Uh, His name is Max. Let's welcome him. Hi, Max. How are you doing? Hi, Charles. I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Good. I'm really good. Thanks very much, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Um, Thanks for having me. I want to start off by, let's go back to last season, shall we? Because the last time that I think I paid any attention, really, to Colchester and and what was actually going on there was when, uh, or just before probably, um, we beat you 3-0 in February. 
at Sixfields. So um, what, what's been going on? Obviously, we've had uh, a managerial change during the season last year with Hayden Mullins leaving and Wayne Brown was then the man and he he's led you to eventual... I, I would say it looked like it was maybe fairly comfortable safety in the end. Yeah, yeah. looking back, I think it was 15th in the end. Um, I think it was only three or four points off the top half, to be fair. So, um, yeah, up fairly miserable up until sort of February, March time um, with Hayden Mullins. Didn't do particularly well. Um, results and performances weren't great. But, um, yeah, Wayne Brown um, took charge. It's actually the third time he's um, he's took charge or some sort of interim position and um this year this is the the best sort of you know go he's had at it to be fair we played really well um picked up some really good wins and ended the season on a high which i think we all needed you know certainly given last the season previous as well was pretty poor so um yeah wayne brown come in and, and and did really well it certainly sort of as uh throughout the summer of people you know the momentum hopefully we can um we can carry it forward so it sounds like you are happy that wayne brown has been given it permanently and is is getting that continuity going through pre-season and the summer um I, I take it you are quite happy about that and you think he's having an impact yeah well it's funny if you listen back to our podcast you could probably pull clips of me saying he's he's not the man and he needs to go and so on <laughs> um he wouldn't have been my choice sort of from the get-go but at the end of the day it's the results business and he's deserved it so I'm happy I was happy for him to get it I hope he can continue the good job he's done last season. So I'll back him 100%. Nice, nice. How's pre-season gone for you? It's been okay. I mean, we've played we've played some good opposition, Charlton and Millwall, who we both lost to, but um, that's to be expected, I suppose. Um, and the draw against Southend, um, which is a bit of a rivalry. It was a bit a bit lively, I think. Um, yeah, not if you're going off the results, not great. <laughs> I think we've only won one, and that was against Bath City. So... Um, but but I guess it's minutes minutes in the tank for the for the boys, isn't it? So that's how I'm going to look at it anyway. That yeah, probably I, answers your question. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think preseason's a weird one, isn't it, when it comes to fixtures and results and stuff? Because obviously, as fans, you don't get you know you're not going to get every you know a sellout. I mean, you might get close to it, as say a derby match when you playing South End, I presume a fair few number of fans are interested in that at least, yeah. especially with it no longer being a league derby. Um, so uh, it's hard, isn't it? Because there are fans there that will go and say, it doesn't matter what the result is, but they're going along to watch some football for the first time in a, in a couple of months, maybe. Um, but the managers are probably all just going to go, right, it's, it's time on feet for the players, you know, minutes on the pitch, that's what's important. It's about the fitness side of things more than anything else. But it's hard, I think, for us as fans to sort of, I suppose, accept that because we want to win every game, don't we? No matter what the competition is. Yeah, I think it's. I think the players and the manager could probably care less. Obviously, they don't want to get sort of trounced or whatever, but mm. I think they're the ones who could, could care less, really. But you're right, us fans don't see it like that. We've not had anything to moan about for a couple of months, have we? So <laughs> and we, we do love to do that. So, yeah, results, yeah, I guess when all said and done, they don't really matter, do they? Because you could lose every pre-season game and, you know, you could, you could start the season off on a flyer. I guess it doesn't really mean too much, but yeah us fans still can't quite wrap our heads around that sometimes can we I, I don't know about you but I'm pretty sure that I look back on 
pre-seasons of years gone by, I can remember I can remember pre-seasons where we played, and, and we're going back 20 years here for this kind of thing, but I'm sure we played Chelsea, the original Wimbledon, uh, a couple of other teams, all at six, and just got mullered. Like, I, I'm pretty sure we lost 7-0 or something to, to Premier League Wigan, uh, Wimbledon at the time. And you go into that season thinking, oh, God, this is going to be dreadful. We're not very good. And then we went and got promoted at the end of it or came close to it. I can't remember exactly which season it was, but I, it, it's, it always seems funny. You have a really great pre-season, but you've got to look at who it is you're playing against. I mean, of course. You, you said Millwall, was it, that you've had? Yeah, Charlton. Charlton. So, I mean, teams in higher divisions, um, you know, they're going to have been using it and they're going to have expected to win because they're playing against a League Two team. Um and it's more of a case of probably looking at it and just going, well, we were never meant to really win that game and we're not going all out to try and win it because it's not a cup game. It doesn't mean anything. No. It's just fitness. So, I mean, it's it swings and roundabouts. There are there are plenty of pre-seasons. I, I guess some people will say momentum might be a factor. You could go and get, you know, all your pre-seasons could be against local, you know, like Ryman or Isman Premier League sides or whatever, you know, right down in non-league. And you go in there and you batter all of them, you know, five, six, seven nil for six games. And then you come into the league season full of confidence because you're scoring loads of goals and you're winning. But then you come up against a, another side that are in the same division of you as you and, and maybe you don't quite have the legs for the game. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth there, really. I was going to say you could play loads of sort of smaller teams that are lower down the leagues and you could batter them and then people would moan and say, you know, we're not playing that sort of the, the sort of opposition we need to be. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. If we say it's a funny one, you can you can never win. And it what what does it really mean at the end of the day? Who knows? I think some people get hung up on, on like the football manager kind of cheat. If you've ever yeah. done that, Max, where you, you basically just go and arrange a friendly match against, I don't know, Man United or Chelsea or somebody like that. And somehow that gives you about 25 grand to play with. <laughs> uh, it doesn't quite work like that in reality, unfortunately. Unfortunately not. No. <laughs> uh, so let's talk transfers. I, to be honest, it looks like Colchester have been pretty quiet over this transfer window so far. Um, although I say that, you've just lost Shamal George this week, sold him to Livingston for an undisclosed fee. Um, yeah. <sighs> That's got to be gutting so close to the start of the season, hasn't it? It's a strange one because we signed Sam Hornby from Bradford. He was on loan with us last year mm. and we signed him, but we, we paid a fee for him. And then I think Colby fans were starting to think, well, hang on, why would we you know, pay a fee for someone that is would look like would come in as backup? Because no way he's he's taken the number one shirt off of George. Mm. So then I think started people starting to think, well, hang on, George might be on his way out. He's only got a year left. Um, if we need to cash in, we've got to do it now. Um, didn't really see many rumours until sort of about a week ago when um, even the owner confirmed we rejected a bid from Livingston. Um, and then they obviously come back in. Um, I think it was only a couple of hours before a friendly as well. So strange timing. But yeah, he's gone. Um I know a lot of used fans, myself included, are pretty pretty devastated because last year he was our best player, sort of, you know, by a country mile. I mean, he did have a lot to do, bless him. But um, yeah, he was outstanding as a goalkeeper. Yeah, really modern day goalkeeper could do a bit of everything. So he'll be a massive loss, and uh, yeah, he'll, um, hopefully Sam Hornby can step up. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I agree with you. When when I saw that you'd paid money for Sam Hornby, I first of all went, "Really, somebody's paid money for Sam Hornby?" Uh, <laughs> and then, second of all, I went, "That must mean that you're expecting George to be on his way." Unfortunately, and and that's how it's panned out. Um, you've also lost Brendan Wydo as well, gone to Fleetwood. Yep. Um, that's another big, a big departure from from Colchester, I'd imagine. Yeah, massive. He's the engine room in midfield. He. He is everywhere, mate. He covers every blade of grass. His, his fitness is just insane. Um, another really good sign he was uh, for us, mate, played almost every minute. Could sometimes sort of play sort of right back or right mid sometimes if you need him to. But unbelievable box-to-box midfield player. But I don't know if, if sometimes, Charles, you've got, you're watching a player and you can just see, yeah, he's way too good for us. He should not mm. be playing League Two football. And you could see that every week you watched him. He was a little bit up and down last year, but he was in a fairly poor team. So another one, um, you just expect it really. It, it's happened. It happens almost every year, to be fair. We, we do find sort of players of a young age that do quite well when they get sort of plucked away from a bigger team. It's, um, it is what it is. But again, another massive loss because, you know, you, your number one goalkeeper, your number one midfield player gone is, um, has left a big hole, that's for sure. Yeah, you got money for him though, didn't you? We did, yeah. We got money money for both, so there should be a little bit sort of in the kitty to to spend, um, which which is good. It's just, I guess, it's how you spend it, isn't it? Yeah, that is, that is the thing. And you're confident then that the money is going into a transfer kitty for you to then make more signings rather than it going off to pay any debts or anything like that. Well, we've, to be fair to Robbie Calvin, the owner, he's kept us debt free even throughout sort of the COVID. He's always that's kind of been his number one is, is keeping the, the club afloat. Um, I, I don't know. We've not spent any so far. We've only signed sort of what one player, two players. Who, obviously, Hornby. We signed Emmy Hughes, but they was with us last year, so not really sure if they if they count. I think this week is a massive week because of George going and Wiradu going, and we've had a couple of injuries as well. Um, so. Yeah, we're kind of waiting for it, really. We're, we're hoping we're refreshing Twitter every day to see if there's going to be a a new signing. So, yeah, we definitely need it. I know that much. So, um, we're, we're hoping we um, we reinvest soon because it's not long now. <laughs> I think that's it. It feels like because obviously the season's starting slightly earlier this year. It feels like it's kind of really crept up on us almost. I know that you know the. Players have all been in training for the last four or five weeks already. But for, I don't know about you, but for me, it almost feels like, really? It's the start of the season this Saturday? This <laughs> doesn't feel like, you know, we've, you know, Wimbledon's literally only just finished. How is the football yeah. season starting? You know, <laughs> when it's... I saw the fixtures and saw that the first one was in July, I thought, no, that's got to be some sort of typo <laughs> or mistake or something. It didn't look right, did it? No, not at all. And especially you look at it and you just go, right, okay. So I know we always start before the Premier League do. Uh, and we always finish after the Premier League. And you're like that going, well, how have they got a two-week break or whatever it is, a month's break for the World Cup? <laughs> and yet we're still starting earlier and finishing late. That just doesn't quite make it, make sense to me. But but there you go. Um, I mean, one thing that, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to put the uh, the jitters on it now by saying this, but I suppose one of the things with a, a July start is that it might be a glorious day weather-wise for the start of the season. Um Normally is normally, normally is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So hopefully the extra week won't cause any uh, 
<laughs> any bad weather to come in. As long as it's not as hot as it was last Monday, Tuesday, oh, we'll be all right. <laughs> could you imagine? That would have, I mean, to be fair, get them all in and then get them all on the plane to Qatar. They'll be uh, acclimatized then, won't they? 100%. <laughs> um, let's just go back and talk about the actual club itself. Max, you, you mentioned your chairman, Mr. Cowling. Um, there were some interesting things being or, or coming out of the club in terms of statements from him last season. Um, things to do with um, not allowing, was it not allowing uh, a full attendance or collecting tickets or something along those lines? He was being very COVID safe. Yeah, you, you, well, you couldn't choose a seat for one. And then they tried to kind of keep the social distancing for last year. And it, it didn't really work on a match day. As you know, it's... um in certain stands where there's, there's more fans than others, it turns into a bit of a free-for-all. But he tried to keep restrictions, basically, from the the year before, sort of things like, you know, um, filling out COVID questionnaires and, and, and social distancing and so on. I seem to remember. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I seem to remember for the away game, for our away game, coming down to you guys, that, that there were definitely issues in terms of getting tickets and being able to, uh, I suppose, get there as easily as we would expect to for a, for any kind of away game in England. Yeah. Um, and it, it didn't seem to set right with your own fans. Uh, I, I just wondered whether have people, not, not to say that they were really angry about it, but have they kind of forgiven him for that now? Yeah, you just kind of move on in football, don't you really? There's no restrictions this year. You can have your own seat. Um yeah, I, I, there's probably something else to, to sort of moan about now, I guess. Um, but yeah, a lot of people were annoyed. A lot of people uh, didn't go. And I think, you know, a, a small minority of people won't go back again because he's he's sort of upset quite a few a few people, I think, mm. the way he's run it throughout certainly last season. I think, it, yeah, has upset a few. So, um, but, but yeah, no, this season, um, new season, he's brought the stripes back as well, which I think has pleased people. So... Um, but yeah, like I said, I do think there's a few people who have decided to, you know, watch their football elsewhere because of the decisions he made last year. It's a, quite a sad thing, really, when when people decide to to go and do that because obviously, you know, we're all fans, we're all football fans, and and we're all be fans of our own particular clubs. So to make that decision is, is must be heart wrenching for those particular people. Um, you know, individual decisions that they're making to go and do that. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I can, I, whereas I sort of look at it and go, nothing has ever happened that's affected me personally enough to make that decision. I, yeah. I know other Northampton fans that have decided that they're not going to go to the games while either a manager's, you know, a particular manager's in charge or the, a particular chairman, you know, is still there. I, you know, it does happen up and down the yeah, country. I mean, I suppose it's one of those. There was a thing last year that I seem to remember a video of, of a fan or a couple of fans <laughs> confronting uh, Cowling yeah. outside the stadium. Went a bit viral or at least, you know, League Two wise. Yeah, it um, was kind of, we was at our worst point, I think. We just lost at home to Martin Stephen into your heart, the pool, someone like that. Mm. And um, Tough times yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, really <laughs> tough. Um, and I think there was a few fans, I say waiting for him, but you know, the we're looking to have a word as such mm. as he was coming out. And um, yeah, I, I think the fans sort of were just having a, a quiet word and were saying, you know, we've got to get out of this mess. And, and 
something was said and his response was, no, it's, it's not your club. It's my club. And, um, mm. that obviously didn't go down too well because any club is nothing about its fans. But, um, I don't know. It just kind of sums it cowling up a little bit. You know, he's, he has done some good stuff for the club, but, um, there is a bit of an arrogance around the man that, you know, and he, I, I believe he, he genuinely believes that it is his club. And, um, I think sometimes the fans get forgotten a little bit and, um, yeah, little things like that. Sometimes when he releases his statements, there's a few little sarcastic sort of um, sentences or little mm. digs sometimes. And it's it's one of them. It's a bit of a love-hate um, relationship, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, in a way, you wouldn't have it any other way, would you? That's the only thing <laughs> with that. Otherwise, think... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's it. Um, let's talk about last season's transfer activity. So going back to going back a year. Um, you basically became Ipswich's reserves. If I'd a pound, mate, if I'd a pound. Obviously, none of that has happened. Do, was it something that, do you think that that happens because of the fact that there's a location thing there? You know, uh, you know, I know there's still a distance, but Ipswich to Colchester isn't as far as, say, Ipswich to London or Ipswich to Nottingham or, or any of the other places. Sure that these players could go to. So there must be an element of location being a factor. And I know in the past, you know, that, that, that rivalry between yourselves and South end, there have been players that have played for both and, and gone between the two clubs before where you guys are based in, in that sort of bottom part of East Anglia. Um, it must mean that you, you maybe not struggle, but it must be, difficult or more difficult say than for us in the middle of the country to get any player in from wherever it's a good question just quickly on the Ipswich one um Mm. I would probably very strongly agree that it was a lot of it was down to location you look at like Cole Skews Luke Chambers who have been at Ipswich for Christ I don't know 10 years something Mm. like that so they, they don't have to move it's only you know down the A12 it's 20 minutes if you you know um, if you're just going from sort of, you know, one end to the other. But so I think they played a massive part of it. Um, same with a couple of others. Alan Judge, I think he even said on his on his interview that, you know, he's got a young family and part of the reason was he didn't have to sort of relocate. Um, yeah. But I see me and my co-host James on our podcast, we've always said a little bit opposite to you there, mate. And in terms of, you know, we're not far from London. Um, mm. It's only an hour's drive, hour on the train. You know, Essex is a, a, a nice place of um, in, in the country. Um, we always thought that why couldn't we attract sort of people because of that, because of the, because of where we are. I know we're a little bit in terms of the league itself. We're out, we're out of the way, but we've always thought that being down south and nearest to London, and obviously most in the division, there's a couple that maybe a bit closer. But yeah, it's always been a strange one that we've always thought that we should be able to attract it because of where we are. Yeah, it does feel like it's probably a strange one because uh, I mean, people must be able to live in London and commute. It, it can't be that difficult to do that, can it? So, sure. um, you know, yeah, uh, it's, it, it's an odd one. Like you say, it's not like your Carlisle or Barrow, for instance, <laughs> and really struggling to get people to go and move all that distance away. Um, you mentioned Luke Chambers before, Max. Obviously, he came through uh, our youth uh, youth academy. Yeah, played for us for a few years before disappearing off to Nottingham Forest, and then did that you know decade at, at Ipswich. How's he been doing for you? 
I think he's he's been he's been a bit hit and miss. Uh, I think some games you can you can see that, that you know there's a real player there. He's had, he's obviously had a very good career to play it that long in sort of the championship. Is you've obviously got to be half decent. Um, I don't think pace has never really been his thing anyway. But you can see sometimes he struggles with it. Mm. Um, good in the air, a really good leader. Um, maybe he's sort of on the ball. You can see he's more of a defender's defender rather than. The kind of the modern day one they want you to play out and and so on. Um, yeah, I, I think he's he's done okay. I mean, he is what 36, 37 now, so we, I don't think we can expect too much. And I think from what he does, probably in the dressing room and off the pitch and round the, the club and that, it's probably worth his weight in gold. So um, yeah, he, he's done all right. He's certainly not the player he was, but like I said, at his age, you can't expect too much. Where's he been playing for you guys mostly? Has he been at centre back or has he been a right back? Yeah, he's been centre back. He's played yeah. most games. Yeah, to be fair, I think. Yeah, I think he'd be a bit too exposed, and we're quite strong in that area. Actually, we've got quite good young fullbacks. So he's um yeah he's mainly been centre back. And do you guys play with a a, a a back four with normal right and left backs, or have you got the back three with then the wing backs like we've seen become like the modern standard? Yeah, no, just a, a yeah flat back four. I usually do that more yeah. the, more often than not. It's a four three three. Is what is what Brown Brown goes with. So um, I'd imagine that what, what, what it will be on um, on Saturday. So in a way, it's fairly simple then for you guys to sort of see the transition that the team is going through. You know, yes, you've lost two big names for your for your team for your squad, but at the same time, you know, you've not lost that many players. You know, yes, they're big ones for you but it's not like you've had you know a whole squad turnaround like we see so many times uh, other seasons yeah we last season was our kind of big turnaround we a lot of the players who come from Ipswich all signed two-year deals so there's not been much outgoings this year and um, only sort of two players who their contracts run out um, so we haven't not had many leave um, and so far not many of have come in, so yeah, it's been fairly quiet on on that front. I think it's um it's fairly settled, but that's mostly because you know, especially when you've got players in their sort of mid thirties, you know, there's not many teams that are going to come in and and take them off you. So it's 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 been pretty quiet, sort of comings and goings. That's for sure. How how do you feel about that? Are you are you worried about the fact that you haven't made that many signings, or are you content with the fact that you've kept the majority of the squad together? Probably not, mate. I mean, if you look at the squads, I mean, we've got no sort of out-and-out left winger. We play Frank Nublay out there. And as much as I love big Frank, goal scoring is not, is not his, uh, his strong point. Uh, we've got Freddie Sears, he did really well. But yeah, him and John Akinde up front, you know, they're both sort of, what, 33, 34. So mm. um, there's, there's no goals in the team, mate. Luke Hannon, who played for us last year, got one assist, no goals. Um, we did sign Alex Newby from Rochdale. I think hopefully he can he can help. But we, I think we're weak, certainly scoring goals and um, goals win your games. But believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and then same same with centre back, mate. We've got we have got four centre backs there. But um, you know Tommy Smith and Luke Chambers, I'd say are past their best. I think that's fair to say. And, and another one who can't who can't stay fit and Tom Dallison. So. The two areas which are the most important, arguably, we we uh we could probably do with some some additions. So 
I think there's a few fans, myself included, a, a bit nervous. I don't know if you you mentioned at the start there about the predictions from, mm. you know, not the top twenty and so on, and it, it's not it's pretty grim reading of the Cole fan. <laughs> You should probably not listen to our season preview then, mate, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> Let's just say that out of the four of us, two of us had you as uh, being bottom. So oh, uh, <laughs> not particularly great, I'm afraid. I mean, but let, let's talk about it. How are you feeling about the season ahead? Are you as worried as those pre-season predictions are suggesting you should be? Um, I would have said if I had to put sort of, you know, some money on it. I'd have, I'd have banged on us being somewhere between 14th and 18th, somewhere in the round. Maybe we could have pushed a tiny bit higher given sort of the run we finished on. Hmm. Having seen them, it makes you think, doesn't it? Is it just in someone's opinion or do, you know, the, or these so-called experts that know what they're talking about? It's a really tough one. I'm certainly a bit nervous now having seen it. Um, yeah. seeing what other people are thinking about us. I certainly find it interesting. I don't think we'll get relegated. I don't think it'll be that bad. I just I just can't see it. There's too much. We've got some good young talent in that team. There's a lot of old wise heads and I don't know, maybe it's me being a bit naive, but I don't think it'll be that bad. It's that thing, isn't it? Because it because of the fact that these uh, you know, lower league experts have become, you know, much more prevalent in the last sort of five years or so, which is brilliant, by the way. Yeah. Um you get a lot more you know, these people look at the whole division. They don't just like you and I look at your own team and go, right, well, I feel good or I feel bad about the signings that we've made and our chances. You get what is supposed to be a more broad spectrum, you know, broad view of the spectrum of the entire league and about what everyone's doing. So while it would be quite easy, normally I'd say, to turn around and go, right, the likes of Harrogate, Barrow, Sutton are going to be the ones that you know should on paper be right down at the bottom of the league sure. um, because you know the size of the clubs compared to Northampton and Colchester they're tiny um, but it doesn't work like that <laughs> football <laughs> no. funnily enough um, and uh, it, it gets to that point where you just sort of go oh this is really weird I mean I do I do think that Sutton for example are going to potentially have had their season in the sun last yeah, year I'd agree with that yeah so I can see them dropping down the league. It's one of those, I mean, because we've got no basket case club this year, like Scunthorpe and Oldham were last year. Yeah, good point. It's it's a harder thing to predict and a harder thing to look at it. And I wonder whether, and I, you know, look, I didn't predict Colchester as being one, one of the two teams relegated. I think I went with Barrow and Crawley. Uh, Crawley because they'll implode, obviously, once they can't <laughs> sell yeah. their... Their, their next monkey or whatever it is that uh, is doing the artwork rounds. Um, so I, I look at it and I just go, I think that you're looking at the team, the teams that are going to go down are probably most likely going to be, at least one of them is going to be one of the teams that came up the year before last. Grimsby and and, and Stockport. Stockport, obviously, uh, uh, we're talking about getting promotion again, aren't we? With those, yeah, people but, are high on Stockport, aren't they? Yeah, I think Grimsby have got a decent squad that they've managed to keep together and uh, they've got experience of being a league club as well, which I think helps them um, somewhat, especially when you when you look at the likes of Barrow and Sutton, Harrogate, etc. cetera, sure. um, for that. But I wonder how much of these predictions of Colchester going down is down to the fact that you've not signed 
anyone to replace yeah. George and, uh, and 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 your other guy because you know you look at how you started last season, admittedly under Hayden Mullins, uh, and then you had to pull away at the end um, to get a mid-table finish. I th- I'm, I'm guessing that's where it comes from more than anything. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah you're probably right. Um, I, I think if you look at our squad, I don't know what um, the Northampton squad is like, Charles, but our squad is kind of like one end to the other. You've got loads of sort of mid-30s and then the others are kind of early 20s. I think the, a lot of the squads, in my opinion, you, the good teams, you know, they've got players that are 25, 26, 27 in there, mm-hmm. kind of primes, if you like, playing sort of for your team. Where We've kind of gone, well, let's get some old experience heads in, you know, we've got some, <laughs> some serious experience in that team. But, you know, I think it's fair to say they are sort of, you know, on, on the way down. And then you've obviously got the young, really young lads. You've got sort of some players that are sort of 18, 19, 20, um, who we rely on sometimes maybe a bit too much. And mm. if they're, you know, the, the squad it does look a bit thin as well, to be fair. So, yeah, I guess I can look at it and I completely understand and I can I can get why people aren't very very high on us. And I, I'm not expecting a, a great season. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's... It's one of them, isn't it? When you're just looking at it, who's who's who on on the team sheet? I can understand why people are looking at us and going, "Oh, that doesn't look very good for them," because of because of the recruitment and because you know the ages. Like I said, it's 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 very old or, or very young. <laughs> I think. Uh, I mean, to answer your question about the Northampton squad, we've got one player, I believe, who's over thirty. Well, there so, you go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and that's Hilton. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be one of these things that the vast majority of our team, I think, are in that bracket that you mentioned, 27, 28, 29. And that's, uh, yeah, that's where most of them are. Um, so let's just get a, a quick expectation of where you think the season and, and how it's going to go for you. you. You said before you gave like that bracket between, was it 15th and 18th? That- yeah, yeah. I'd say, I'd say, yeah, Ran. If I had to put money on it, or maybe I don't know. Let's go seventeenth. I don't think it's going to be a particularly great season. The last two haven't. I don't really see how that's going to change. I think that might come in a year or two. There's going to be a big clear out next year. I think as a lot of players' contracts are up, so I think this year is is probably going to be a bit more of the same. I don't think we'll start particularly great. We never really do um, pick up some results here and there, but I think it's going to be a Maybe not miserable, but it's 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 going to be fairly, fairly kind of boring season for us, and it will be you know we'll do enough to stay up in my opinion. Um, but I'd be surprised if we uh, if we we do any better than I don't know. I don't think we'll be in the top half, or certainly won't be anywhere near the playoffs, which sounds pretty miserable. Um, I'd like to come on and say something different. I'm, I'm sure you guys are. And looking up rather than looking down, but mm. that's kind of where we are at the moment. It's um, it's kind of how we're being run a little bit. We're not, you know, not being allowed to kind of kick on and and try and push for it. It's um, yeah, it, it's just what it is, I suppose. It's um, I don't think it's going to be a particularly great watch. Let's lead into Saturday then, and the first game of the season at Sixfields. Um, are you bringing that same energy and that same almost disappointment? <laughs> and uh, are we just going for a nil-nil drawbacks? Yeah, uh, if any if anything changes in terms of transfers, then you know I think myself and other used fans might look at it a bit differently and go, okay, we can see some signs now. Um, if we were to bring in, a, I don't know, a young goal scorer, maybe it might 
it might change a little bit. Um, when I look at the start of the season, mate, even the most miserable of Cole fans or any fan, you know, you're always trying to be positive, aren't you? Because you just, you just never know, do you? But um, yeah, it's a tough start at White Northampton. Um, very, very tough. Um, but the spirits will be high, mate, because the sun should be sh- shining. And um, yeah, we've all got zero points, so <laughs> anything's possible. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, is there a player that we should be looking out for? Is there one person in your team that is going to be the danger man for Northampton? Yeah, I'd say Noah Chilvers. Um, he's come through the academy. I think he's 20, 21. Um, he's another one, mate, which if it's not this season, it'll be next. He'll get plucked by by someone like, I don't know, MK Dons or someone like that. Mm. He's um, he's brilliant. He's um we we had him on a podcast, called him the Essex and Esther, and he um he seemed to love that. So, but he plays in a similar kind of fashion. He's he's only about five nine, five ten, but um great on the ball, um really good at dribbling. He, he scored a great goal away. I think it was Scumfort, where he literally ran one under the pitch to the other. He's got that eye to kind of unlock a, a team or a defence and chips in with a couple of goals. He's our kind of go to. He's our spark in that in that midfield and. Um, yeah, if there's anyone to watch out for, I'd, I'd say him. He's got he's got the world at his feet, mate. He could be a, a really good player if he continues to to progress the way he is. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, well, we always end the preview show on predictions, Max. So um, I'm going to ask you for yours. But before we get there, I just wanted to, just having a very quick look back through previous games, previous results. So last season we did the double overview, one uh, nil at your place, three nil at Sixfields. Um, but then the last time that we'd faced you, which was in um, 2019, um, in the season that didn't get finished, uh, we lost 1-0 at your place. Um, and, the, and the season before that, we lost 4-0 at home. Um, <laughs> and I was, well, looking I was at, at that game. We ran right at that day. That was <laughs> unbelievable, that was. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've wiped it out of my memory banks uh, <laughs> for understandable Fair reasons, play. I think. Um, but yeah, I was looking at this and, it, and it, there does seem to be this little pattern where each team will kind of win a couple and then lose a, lose a couple against each other. And so there's yeah. part of me that's a little bit worried that this is the point where the L appears next to our name in the one <laughs> in the uh, in the one v one situation here. Um, having said that, I can't start the preview show in a negative way for the season, so I am going to go for a, a two nil Cobblers victory. Um, I know you're sounding pessimistic. Max, but but what can I get from you for a prediction for Saturday's game? It's a tough start. I, th- I know you just said you've done your prediction, but just very quickly, I'm assuming you guys have had your prediction you're going to be up there or thereabouts. Is that is that right? Yeah, we've all predicted promotion one way or another. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think many others would do that as well. I think Northampton are a good side. It's, it's a tough start for us. It's not. It's good in the sense that it's not that far, but... I think it's going to be a tough game. This I'm going to go two 0 as well. Actually, mate, um, I know that does it sounds pretty miserable, um, but yeah, tough start against a good side. And if we don't bring sort of anybody in between now and Saturday, then with a couple of injuries as well, like I said, Emmy Hughes is out. I think Cole Skews is injured at the moment as well. We, um, yeah, we're not looking at our best, that's for sure. So um, I'm going to go two 0 Northampton. I hope I'm wrong, but. Yeah, tough game against a good side. It's it's going to be difficult for us. 
It was one of those where I started this thinking to myself, oh, it's going to be great to get back into the banter of doing the preview show and talking to opposition fans. And then I love having a bit of smack talk during the predictions, but it, it, it almost just feels like the opposite's happened here and uh, <laughs> you're just accepting your fate. And I'll, I'll take it, Max. It's fine. Well, I wish I could give it out to you, mate. I really could, but... <laughs> When, well, you've only got to look at the predictions to see what's happening with us. And like I said, the last two years have been the same. We've been looking over our shoulder rather than looking up. So it's it's difficult. You know, I'm sure Northampton have had spells where, you know, you're always looking behind rather than looking forward. And it, yeah, you just you just don't expect too much. And then, you know, you might get you might get a bonus out of it. Who knows? Absolutely. Look, Max, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much for you guys for listening. Uh, We'll be back on Tuesday with It's All Cobblers to Me. uh, And hopefully you'll enjoy a lovely victory to start off this, what we hope is going to be a promotion season. Uh, It's going to be a good, exciting year ahead. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.